to episode 18 Arnie Bradford Critics, another two-man session with Obi creating a lot of noise in the background. Sorry. What are you doing? My bed is very, very squeaky. Makes a lot of mm. noise. Okay. wonder why that is. So it's a dirty dog. Right, so today there's going to be two main topics, I presume. One is going to be a catch-up on what happened at San Diego Comic-Con, which... Luckily, it was last night, so we uh, we can have the news for this podcast. I was saying to Joe, like, I was saying to Joe, I'm so annoyed because literally, as I was about to go to bed, the fucking panel broke out, so I stayed up for like an extra half an hour. And <laughs> still, more stuff like me going on. I was like, "Fuck, I can't." I have to go to bed now. I can't even stay up for the rest of it. I was really pissed off. And uh, then the the other thing, which is still going to be Disney related, is uh, the remake of The Lion King. Um, yeah. So, where do you want to start? Um, I think that Lion King will take less time, so let's start with that. Okay, so The Lion King is a, in heavy quotation marks, live-action remake of uh, the 1994 animated classic. Um, I'm not sure if Disney actually referred to Jon Favreau's version as live-action. I don't really know what it is. It's sort of a photorealistic CGI yeah. remake. Um and, I mean, we all know the plot. It's about Simba. He uh, goes through a loss, shall we say, and uh, has to kind of rediscover himself and what makes a good king. Um, what, do you have to talk about this in non-spoilers or what? <laughs> no, I'm just, you know, in like a plot summary, you sort of tend to do non yeah. um, But it's based, which I found out the other day, off of Hamlet. Yes. It's Hamlet. It is. I don't really... Know the story of Hamlet, but I presume a king dies and the uncle is responsible for it. That's pretty much it, yeah. Yeah. Well, so what did you think? Because you... I was going to say, actually, to be honest, the simp, the Lion King's based off of a different animation, isn't it? Like Kemba the Lion or something like that, or Kimbo or something like that. Yeah, they sort of like put the two together or something. Like Hamlet's yeah. story with the. Yeah, they played your eyes a lot, I think, Disney. Yeah, <laughs> they get away with it. Mm. I read an article that the um, you know the Irimboe, Irimboe, um, yeah. that that song was written by like some Southern African artist like decades ago, and uh, Disney were like, "Yeah, we're having that." Oh right. Uh, <laughs> apparently, paid him a little bit for it, but they should really be getting royalties or something. Um, yeah. But you know, that's how Disney make becomes so profitable. Um, I think it's fair to say that the animated Lion King is one of your favourite films of all time. And it's favourite, yeah. There was before you saw this film a gender over facts um, that this film was going to be brilliant. It's going to break a billy, you know. I still think it will break a billion, to be fair. Okay, but from your tone, I can tell that maybe it isn't quite as good as you thought it would be. Um. I don't know. I, I I feel like I never thought that it would be like the best film ever, if that makes sense. I thought that I would enjoy it because I know that I enjoy The Lion King. But I never, I, I didn't go into the film thinking, yeah, this is going to be the greatest film of, you know, greatest Disney film ever or best film I've seen this year or blah, 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 blah. I thought, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. going to enjoy this because it's Lion King. And I enjoyed it. But it's not like, I mean, we can get into it in a minute, but like, it's not as good as the original. So. Okay, and why is that? What What do you think about this makes it not as good as the original? 
Um, it lacks a certain something that I think I don't. I, I don't remember. I don't remember us talking about this like ages ago. We were just talking about like animated films versus like live action, and we were saying like there's a certain th- certain things that you can do in an animated world that you can't really do in with like real people. I say real people. Obviously, it's you know it's CGI lines, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like there's a certain like emotion that you can't really express because obviously like you know lions don't as far as we know lions don't smile you know lions don't really frown <laughs> yeah like, so, so i guess with and, animation they can have more facial expressions because it's not yeah, real exactly okay yeah i like yeah I there are certain like emotional beats that in the first that come in the first version that don't really hit in this version i think such as um so basically when mufasa dies um that whole bit like obviously Simba is supposed to be like really upset and stuff, but he doesn't really convey itself on the screen because the lion's just got like a blank stare on his face. Yeah, I was wondering if they're actually gonna give him tears, but they yeah. didn't. Yeah, so that was a bit lackluster. And you know, there's just certain other certain other points where I mean it like the whole the lack of emotion in the lion's face where it doesn't quite work. I mean, it works for for a character like Scar. I think for for Scar, it works really well, and it made him seem really menacing, which was mm. great. But then for other characters, and even kind of uh, like to even like Timon and Pumbaa as well, like the lack of expression on their faces doesn't really lend itself to like their their comedic timing and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Um, I think this film doesn't justify its creation if that makes mm. sense like i don't know i i'm not like familiar with the aladdin cartoon or or um what was it the other jungle book things like that but i enjoyed those films and i feel like because well, i know jungle books only got like one human in but even that like makes a big difference because you can think okay well i understand why they've made this yeah um, because you know like having it yeah, like with real humans and real settings, blah, blah, blah. Like, you're like, okay, fair enough. I, I kind of get it. Um, but this, yeah, I mean, first of all, we've got to say the, the visuals are incredible. Yeah. Like, it could have been Planet Earth 3, you know. Like, there were points when I was like, that, you know, they, they look photorealistic. And to the point where I wasn't sure whether any of it was actual practical um, you know, like the settings, like the rocks, any of it was it was it all computer animated? I don't know. Um, apparently, um, apparently, there's only one scene in the whole film that's not CGI. Well, I don't know what scene that is. Bloody, <laughs> because even yeah. like the in the gorge scene when they got the rocks, like you could just see the layers, like you know, the sort of strata of sediment, rock, and stuff, and just those like little details and and. The water, you know, and the little mice are running across the water, and that's just insane, insanely good. But yeah, I was a bit like, why? Why was this film made? Um, sort of cash grab. I also thought there were points when, and I noticed it more with this version, where you know, like Zaza would be flying around, but the voice, you know, he's still talking, but mm. because you couldn't see his beak, it kind of just jarred with me it was sort of like okay was he is it now voiceover or what like 
those sorts of bits where you where you couldn't see the animals' mouths moving, it kind of jarred with me. Maybe that's just a really trivial personal thing, but um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, there was there was a couple of extra kind of elongated scenes. Yeah, they did. They did add a few things. Yeah, which was nice. I think the way Rafiki finds out that Simba's alive is slightly yep. different. And I kind of liked that bit um, with the fur um, and the dung beetle, which was a bit yeah. odd. Timon and Pumbaa were by far the funniest thing in it. Um, I think Seth Rogen's voice, you know, lent itself really well to Pumbaa. Mm. Um, and I liked the uh, Beauty and the Beast reference. Did you yeah. get that? Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, be my guest. Um, so I liked that, you know, start of a DC animated universe, maybe. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was just a bit. It was fine. I mean, it was the Lion King, and yeah. it didn't add anything. I don't know whether. Well, I mean, it did add some things, but I don't know. It's a fine balance, isn't it? When you've got such a revered property like the Lion King, if you add to it and it doesn't come off, and you're sort of ruining it. Um, but then playing it safe and not really doing anything else. Again, it's sort of like, well, why did you spend $200 million making this film? Yeah, but if you're them, like, what do you, like, what do you add? What do you put in? Well, I don't know, really. But it's just like, well, why are you making it then? <laughs> mm. I don't know. It's a, it's a strange one. Um, and obviously with Aladdin, you had kind of, they slightly tweaked the story to give Jasmine a bit more to do. I feel yeah. like they gave Nala a little bit more to do. Like, I feel like she was fairly integral in the final action, like fight with Scar, as was Pumbaa. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just... thought that I don't know if you, I don't know if I might be misremembering. To be fair, but there were like little mentions of um, of uh, Scar and Mufasa and Sarabi, like their past, like obviously before the film kicks off. Like mm. they talk about. Um, uh, Mufasa says, um, Scar says to Mufasa, like, oh, I would never challenge you again. And I think, I don't know yeah. if it's like that in the original, I'm not sure if that actually happens, but, um, and then, like, there's a bit with, um, Sarabi and Scar, and Scar's like, oh, you chose me, your, my brother over me once, a, once many years ago, and blah, 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 blah. And I was thinking, like, I would actually be, honestly, like, he had the bit about, you know, Zazu, uh, saying, uh, about Mufasa, like, oh, look, I once knew a cub however many years ago who was just stubborn like Simba blah blah so I was thinking like if they did obviously they would never do this because what would be the point if they did like a prequel of liking like showing um, you know like Scar and um, Mufasa growing up together and then Scar trying to take the throne from Mufasa the first time I'd probably watch it because I think I'd be quite interested obviously nobody would watch that but maybe that's how they could have made this one a bit different they could have had flashbacks maybe yeah you know, I would have, I would have been interested in seeing that. Um, what do you think of the the songs, the voice cast? I thought the songs were all pretty good. There were like little, obviously, all, actually not. Let me let me not lie. All the songs were good. I enjoyed a lot of them. There were a lot of them where like some of the the actors added like little riffs and stuff, which I thought was was good. But mm. there were like teeny tiny points in certain songs that they omitted. And I was like, oh, I, love I actually really enjoy that bit. <laughs> oh, like what? So, like, um, there's a bit, you know, when Timon and Pumbaa are singing In the Jungle? Yeah. 
is a bit where right before Nala comes and attacks, Timon goes, I can't hear you, buddy, back me up. And he goes, wee, and stuff like that. <laughs> they, they, they took that bit out. There was the bit with, again, with Timon and Pumbaa where um, uh, <laughs> when when they use Pumbaa as bait, but they're wearing like, <laughs> obviously you can't do this, but they're wearing hula skirts and they did like a little like, dance thing, <laughs> which was, was, was quite funny in the anime version. So I kind of hope they put that, that in, but obviously they didn't. So. But yeah, just like little, there's literally just like, I'm nitpicking, but they're like tiny little things that are in the original that they didn't put in this one, which I can understand why, but you know, I would have yeah. And, obviously, and also, another Pumba thing, Seth Rogen can't sing, which is fair enough, but um, there was a bit where um, when, they're in basic, when they're singing Hakuna Matata and Pumba starts um, singing about uh, his farting and stuff like that, and mm. Seth, Seth Rogen's version is way worse. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Seth Rogen can't sing, so that's not really his fault. So, yeah. No. I thought Billy Artemo was quite good as Timon. I thought he was great. Yeah, he was yeah. good. I really liked I really liked those two. I would just watch a sitcom about them, really. Actually, yeah. it's a shame that they do that um, kind of transition of cub to adult lion so quickly. You know, you'd like to see a bit more about them. Um, and I know this might sound a bit harsh, but was Beyonce the right choice for Nala? In the sense that you can sort... I mean, I don't really know what Donald Glover sounds like because raps he sings he puts different voices on for different things i i don't watch atlanta so i don't you know i don't know what he sounds like so before if i hadn't known it was him i wouldn't have been able to guess who it was but beyonce is beyonce and when she sings you're like that's beyonce so is was there a point where like she's so famous that you can't separate you can't suspend your disbelief and think oh that's nala so you're like um that's beyonce (laughs) I don't know. I don't really think. I don't really think that's fair. Like, obviously, okay. obviously, like you know, her voice is very distinct. Like, there's only like one Beyonce and stuff like that. But I don't think. Like, I don't know. I just don't. I just don't think it's fair to be like, oh yeah, I can hear. I hear that voice because honestly, I thought the exact same as what you're saying right now. Then thinking about it, I was like, that's just her voice. I can't fault her for you know, for being her. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can't listen to a voice and think, oh yeah that's Beyonce so that's not Nala yeah I'm not I'm not kind of knocking Beyonce I'm just wondering yeah. if maybe they could have cast someone with a less uh distinct voice I mean the kind of opposite to that is Seth Rogen has a very distinct voice yeah um, that's what I was thinking which, well. which I agree with as well but like even I mean, Jones as well I think has a really distinct voice but then you when you think hear James L. Jones voice you think Mufasa you don't think that's James L. Jones well, I, I think, think yeah, I probably think my Darth Vader as well. Yeah, but, yeah. Oh, is he Darth Vader? Yeah. Ah, interesting. Um, but I mean, that's just again like a very kind of trivial mm. point. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It seems to have got fairly. I wouldn't say mixed reviews, but I'll say average. I'll say average. Yeah. I think maybe they would probably hope it would be as well received as the original. Um, yeah. yeah, it's still going to make loads of money though, because I, I was thinking like like Aladdin got pretty average reviews as well, and that's made like over eight hundred million. So I'm thinking yeah. this is going to make you know similar amounts. And obviously they brought out like the, another soundtrack and stuff like that, and that's going to make loads of money. So I mean, at the end of the day, if we're being brutally honest, it is a cash grab by Disney. But of course it you is. Know. Yeah. 
I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Lion King stan, so you know, if they brought out another one, I'd go watch that too. Or well, if they not... remade Simba's Pride. Yes, because that song and that film, it's not a better film, but it, the song, the collection of songs are better, are better, quite a bit better actually. Oh, really? In my, in my humble opinion, yes. Wow, that's a big shout. I've never seen it, but you know, there are a lot of classics in the Lion King, so they must. There are some on, mate. Lion King Two's got some absolute slappers. Oh my goodness. Jeez, okay. Well, talking of cash grabs and box office, uh, it is official that Avengers Endgame has grossed more than Avatar, which is not really a surprise to anybody. Um, I'm just sort of waiting for James Cameron to re-release Avatar before Avatar (laughs) 2 comes out, and then it will make another 100 million or so. Um, But that leads us nicely on to Marvel's panel at San Diego Comic-Con, which was yesterday or about seven days ago by the time this podcast goes up um (laughs) so i mean where do we start we i think we sort of hoped but weren't really sure whether they would announce anything because you've got um the disney expo next month but it seems like they've announced a fair chunk of their phase four slate um so i'll just pardon did they not announce everything? Or do... Well, this is what I want to kind of get into. So I'll okay. just I'll just read out the slate and then we can talk about. So Black Widow, May the 1st, 2020. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier on Disney Plus, Fall 2020. Eternals, November the 6th, 2020. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, February 12th, 2021. WandaVision, Spring 2021. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, May 7th. 2021 loki spring 2021 what if summer 2021 hawkeye fall 2021 and thor love and thunder november 5 2021 what do you think of phase four i mean that's a mixture of tv and film um it sounds sick (laughs) (laughs) um i'm there's certain things i'm i'm looking like the ones i'm really looking forward to like these, um, the Eternals. I think that looks pretty cool. Um, wait, did you wait? Actually, no, don't. Yeah, the Eternals. Um, I think I'm quite actually quite looking forward to the Win- Winter Soldier um, that series. Shang Chi because I know nothing about him, so I think that'd be quite interesting. Yeah. Um, but I am wondering, um, did we need another Thor, and did we need it so soon after Ragnarok? But... Well, so this is an interesting one. So. Thor, Love and Thunder. Uh, Taika Waititi's coming back to direct. Mm. Um, Natalie Portman is coming back. Yeah. And which is very, very surprising to me, considering I don't think she was particularly happy with what her character had to do in Thor 1 and 2. Um, but Taika Waititi seems to have reinvigorated the Thor franchise and character. Mm. Um, and from what they said on the panel... Uh, it's going to focus on Natalie Portman's Jane becoming Lady Thor. Right. So that's an interesting point. You know, is that passing the mantle potentially, um, or is it? Are they both going to be Thor? I don't. I don't know the comic, so I don't know how it works. But evidently, she becomes worthy of Mjolnir. Yeah. So I think that's a really interesting point, and I think there might be some sort of love triangle between her and Valkyrie. Um, well, I did see that Valkyrie apparently is going to be the first openly LGBTQ character. Oh, really? Yeah. 
So maybe the love triangle is is, is that she wants to uh, she wants to get with um what's her name? <laughs> Natalie Portman. <laughs> Fair play. Oh, quite fun. I'm here for that. Um, yeah, I mean, I was surprised that there's going to be another Thor because I assumed that Thor would just become part of the Guardians. Yeah. But according to some websites, James Gunn's Guardians three script, which was written before Endgame, didn't include uh, Thor, and so oh, okay. now that they've rehired him, um, mm. that's you know. I don't know whether he's reworking the script or what. But Guardians mm. 3 is an omission from this, which makes me think that this is not complete. To be fair, because... they did... Go on, sorry. Go on. I mean, they announced it, didn't they? But yeah. normally the phases span four or five years, and this is a year, year and a half. Yeah. Yeah, May 2020 to November 2021. So yeah. I think there are a lot of omissions. Um because obviously they announced Guardians 3, they've announced Black Panther 2, they've announced, um, what do they call it, Captain Marvel 2, they've announced Blade. Yep. I mean, fucking hell, I did not expect that. Mahershala Ali to play Blade, that is sick casting. And I'm very here for it. Um, I'm I just curious. One... I was oh. going to say, Blade is like, isn't Blade, I haven't watched the original ones, but isn't Blade like super like, violent and like rated 18 and stuff yeah so I was, yeah i wonder whether they'll keep it pg 13 or whether they'll potentially maybe with like a if they do more deadpools they'll just you know release it under the fox banner or something yeah, um, maybe. but i mean i was not expecting them to say blade and i wasn't expecting them to announce fantastic four so soon potentially mm. um because they announced that, they haven't given a release date for it, but I'm assuming it comes within Phase 4. And um, Kevin Feige also casually mentioned mutants. So yeah, <laughs> they're definitely bringing the X-Men in. Um, I wonder if Fantastic Four will be a way of introducing that because of, you know, they mutate, don't they, to become... Um... Well, I was actually thinking that... Um, so before all this kicked off... I did a little bit of like Wikipedia on the. I think I don't know if I've talked about this before, but I was looking up the Eternals because I had no idea what they are or what they're about. Um, and basically, it's like um, these like super beings who were created by celestials like five million years ago or five billion years ago, and they mm. were basically they took humans or they took inhabitants of certain planets and then like genetically mutated them to give them like powers and stuff, and then those people become either Eternals or there's an evil version of them. I can't remember what they're called. Like begins with D. I can't remember what they're called. But I was thinking, like, if the, I was thinking, oh, like it's talking about like mutation and stuff. Like maybe that is a way to like lead into lead into X Men or something like that. Because they're all here apparently to like protect the planet, whatever planet they're on. They're there to protect it. And apparently they've always been around. So it might mm. be, I thought maybe that would be it. Would have been a gateway to mutants or something. Probably not. But I was just thinking. I mean, I potentially, them. yeah. I mean, again, yeah, like you said, we don't really know anything about the Eternals. Um, but, you know, there's a reasonably impressive cast being assembled for them. Um, yeah. You've got Richard Madden, who was Rob Stark, Kamal Nanjani, Brian Tyree Henry, who's been in, um, like, Widows, and I think he was in... Yeah. He's in Atlanta. Oh, is he in Atlanta? He's not in Atlanta. He's in, um, if Bill Street could talk. Oh, Okay. Uh, Salma Hayek and Angelina Jolie, um, so pretty starry cast. And then Angel- um, 
Angelina Jolie is a weird one. <laughs> it is, yeah. They're random, but, but fair enough. Maybe she'll just be a bit of a cameo, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's uh, it's good. I, you know, I think the Black Widow one's going to be interesting. Is it again going to be a passing of the mantle from um, Scarlett Johansson to someone else? I mean, Florence Pugh's playing, you know, uh, I don't know whether it's someone in relation or anyway, she's in it, and there's rumours that you know she's younger and she's potentially going to be Black Widow moving forward, considering Black Widow is kaput. I've heard um, um, conflicting stories about Black Widow in that, so I, I think it's going to be set in Budapest, so I would have thought it would have been, like, time ago, like, the t- whatever time it is that her and Hawkeye talked about in, where, whenever it was, Avengers or whatever film it was. But then I heard someone say that it's set after Civil War, but if before Infinity War. Oh. So I don't actually know. I don't know how true that, that is, though. Maybe maybe Budapest will be like the opening and then it'll kind of jump forward. Mm. Um, because if Black Widow was sort of, in a sense, created, you know, they sort of did whatever to Natasha Romanoff when she was younger, she's not going to be the only one, is she? So maybe this introduces the kind of wider, I guess, Black Widow kind of clan, Red Sparrow type and... Mm. And then you know, it'll focus on another Black Widow moving forward. Um, I think again, some, sometime, some, yeah. What am I saying? As interesting as Phase Four is, what I also find very interesting is the emissions. So no release date for Guardians Three. No mention of Captain America Four, because obviously the Falcon was given the mantle of Captain America at the end of Endgame. Yeah. Um, so is the Falcon series going to be him learning how to be Captain America? Well, do you think there's going to be a, a Captain America 4 um, with Falcon as Captain America? Um, I think maybe, yeah. But I don't think it will be... I reckon it, I don't think it will be in this phase. I think it will be like after quite... like Maybe in a few years' time. Um, I did see that they're getting... What's his face to be the villain? Zemo from uh, Civil War. To mm. be the villain. The yeah. uh, uh, what's it called series? The uh, the fucking hell, what's it called? <laughs> Winter Soldier and Falcon series. So that'll be yeah. interesting. But yeah, I think that'll just be like a like a growing pains kind of thing, like him getting into the role, and then maybe he'll get a film in a few years. But I reckon maybe they're using the TV series as a gauge of how much people like the character first before they put it on the big screen. Yeah, that's true. He hasn't really had a lot of obviously Winter Soldier had like basically his own film but falcon himself didn't really obviously he was like a little sidekick in winter soldier but apart from that he hasn't really got a lot of screen time yeah i agree um also in this no team up no avengers Avengers 5 which i'm pretty sure when they announced phase 3 they had infinity war well they didn't call it infinity war but they said avengers 3 and 4 didn't they yeah Uh, so, again, that's what makes me think that this is maybe the first half of Phase 4. Because, like I said, yeah. it only covers a year and a half. And I think there's a lot more to come. I reckon mm. there's at least another two years' worth of stuff, including your Black Panther 2s, your Captain Marvel 2s. Um, and on the subject of Captain Marvel, in the uh, WandaVision series, there's going to be an adult Maria Rambeau 
yes. who was a child in Captain Marvel. So that's that's also very interesting. So, like, again, for that one, I heard it was, like, Vision's... It's, like, going to be, like, a 1950s aesthetic, but Vision's going to be, like, creating his own Android family or something like that. So, like, I was watching a video and people were saying that they got seen... They got shown, like, little clips of it and they were saying, basically, like, it was fucking strange. Like, Westworld vibes kind of strange. Oh, really? Yeah. But it does... The synopsis is it explores... Wanda's headspace after losing vision and being blipped for five years. Um, it also links directly into Doctor Strange 2 because uh, Scarlet Witch is going to be in Doctor Strange 2, um, okay. which again I found very, very interesting because I would not put those two together. Um, no. But this, it you know, makes this, sense when you think about it. Yeah, I mean, she's very powerful. She, I don't know what, whether she can manipulate time or what, but um, mm. I certainly don't think we've seen. The most of her powers all she does is just shoot red light at people um and it also is interesting because feige did say you know the disney plus series will tire directly into the films but i don't think i ever really believed it i thought it'd be more like an agents of shield thing where they'd be like hey that big green guy you know like they're doing the netflix ones but can i can we quickly talk about the netflix ones as well because i feel like we can ex- actually accept now that these Netflix series aren't canon. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because even like I'm watching Jessica Jones now, and I'm thinking like, shouldn't the snap have happened around about now? Like, shouldn't people be disappearing all over the place? Yeah. Like, and obviously nothing's happened, so I don't know. And I remember we were talking about it ages ago, and I was saying like, I don't really treat these these Netflix shows as in the MCU. I know technically they are inverted commas, but I don't think they are. I would like for them to just confirm and say, yeah, by the way, <laughs> these shows yeah. were not, you know. I think really if matter. they were going to be canon, they wouldn't have been on Netflix. They would have been yeah. done by whichever, what, like ABC or whatever does um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But yeah. this What If series is going to be non-canon. It's uh, an animated show, um, you know, basically a bit of fun with, oh, what if, um, I don't know, what if... Uh, Tony Stark picked up more than you. Or, you know, it was just sort of like, what if this happened? What if that happened? Yeah, um, this sounds jokes. Like, I wish this was live action because it sounds so jokes. And I wish they yeah. could do it with, like, real people. But then maybe they'd, you know, I reckon it'll be quite short, like maybe yeah. like 30-minute episodes. Animation, like we've said before, there's a lot more possibilities. Um, the A lot of the main cast are actually going to voice their characters. Um, cool. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's one, of the, one of the more interesting ones. Uh, the Loki series is going to focus on the Loki that finds the Tesseract and disappears, you know, the end game version. So he won't have any knowledge of um, basically anything after the first Avengers film. So he's not mm. going to know about, um, I guess, Ragnarok, uh, the Dark World, you know, any of those sorts of things. So they sort of, it's maybe like a soft reboot, um, which is, again, quite interesting. I think I want to go back to the Doctor Strange 2. Um, not a huge fan of the title. Sounds a bit video gamey. Sounds actually, well, I guess somewhat fittingly, sounds like a comic. Um, I quite like uh, Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, I think it sounds, it got me kind of, kind of gassed to be honest. <laughs> a bit melodramatic, but um, yeah. still directed by Scott Derrickson, who did the first one. Um, has been rumoured to be a in the quote marks horror film um or a more scary film than 
is has been previously shown in the MCU, which again, yeah. I like the risks. Well, not yeah, they're all risks, aren't they? They're sort of going trying new things out, which I think is fine. Yeah. The the fact that it's called Multiverse of Madness again mm. is interesting, considering the uh, fake out that Far From Home did. Um, yeah. So this is yeah, I guess Doctor Strange is the perfect character, along with maybe Ant Man to showcase the multiverse. Um, again, that might be a way in for your X Men, your, your Fantastic Fours. Mm. I think I'm still that... waiting for because um, obviously when uh, when Doctor Strange ended, you had that guy that was his uh, that turned evil, in it. Um, I can't remember the name of the character. I know the name. Waldo or something like that. Yeah. So I'm assuming he's going to be in this. I would think. I mean, mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm quite because I wasn't the biggest Doctor Strange fan. I'm not going to lie. No, nor was I. I have endeared myself more to him though from yeah. Avengers. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, the Shang Chi film uh, will have the Mandarin as the villain, but yeah. the actual Mandarin. So. In Iron Man 3, there was, a, again, a fake-out with the Mandarin actually being an actor. Um, but the Mandarin's a big villain in the comics, and I guess it's quite fitting that the first kind of Asian superhero will have the Mandarin as the villain. Um, yeah. So, again, interesting. Um, Aquafina is going to be in it. She's a comedian. Um, the director, it's called Destin Daniel Cretton, did... Short Term 12, which I've not seen, but was critically well received. So I think it's a pretty, pretty impressive slate. Um, yeah. Strong. Very strong. Um, I, it's, it's annoying because it now makes me want to watch the Disney Plus shows. Because I sort of thought I'd be a bit able to get away with not watching them. But now they're like, oh, WandaVision leads directly into Doctor Strange 2. You're like, fuck, I've got to watch that. Yeah, so that's how they suck you in, mate. I know. Sucking me right in. They're going to charge me like $12 a month or something. To... Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely going to pay for it. Talk it. Well, hopefully you can have more than one account and I can just, uh, you know, sign in using yeah, your credentials. Yeah, that's shame. <laughs> um, also, talking of emissions, no Spider-Man 3, but um, I think that's more because Spider-Man's owned by Sony. Yeah. But I, I wonder... So, obviously, uh, the Disney Expo next month, do you think we're going to find out more about the these films and TV shows, or do you think they'll announce more things? Like, what do you expect from that? I feel like we'll find out more about the stuff they've already announced, and then maybe they'll leave, you know, like a, the second slate of stuff for next Comic Con or something like that. So I don't know what else they could put out to like I don't know entice us. Maybe maybe a trailer for something for uh, something I don't know. What's the first thing they're putting out? Black Widow. It's the only thing that's actually in production. Yeah, so I think the video that I was watching, they said they saw a, a trailer and they saw like loads of like um, combat footage and stuff like that. So maybe they'll put that out next one. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's it's almost a year to wait for the next one, isn't it? Um, mm. But, and I guess by next Comic Con, the only other thing that would be out would be the potentially the uh, Winter Soldier show. Yeah. So, yeah, they might they might just be waiting on that, but yeah, pretty pretty gassed for it to be honest. And I know Chris is. He was sending multiple messages yeah. in the chat. He can't be here today, but <laughs> I think he was. 
Yeah, we're gonna have to go over it again when he's back. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I mean, even though a lot has been announced, there's still we don't really know a lot. Like we we know some casting for you know some of these shows. We don't know the plot. We don't you know we don't know anything really. It's it's they've they've sort of announced a lot, but not really told us a lot. Um, Keep you leaving wanting more. Well, they definitely have. Um, I mean, I never thought I'd be interested in watching One Division because it's got a dreadful title. But no. I'm going to need I someone else th- to watch that for me and let me know if it's worth watching because oh really? I can't. I don't. Oh, I hate Vision so much. <laughs> I can't yeah. stand him. <laughs> and I never thought I'd be that interested in a Doctor Strange too. But uh, mm. the multiverse of madness, you know, fine, cool. Shang Chi sounds like a Zelda, um, yeah, and the Legend of Ten Rings sounds like a Nintendo game. But I think I like the name as well. I think the name of that as well because I'm thinking like, like me and Joe were talking about, it, and I was like, oh shit, what are these Ten Rings? Like, what's that about? <laughs> Maybe they win ten Super Bowls. You're an idiot. Even like the multiverse thing, like the multiverse of madness. I was oh shit. <laughs> that's quite a compelling name, I think. Yeah, I think that's going to be a visual, like... Oh, yeah. Mindfuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it better be as well. I think, like, they should take what they did in, in in Far From Home and, you know, like, incorporate that sort of, you know, stuff. Yeah. Strange. Because that was, that was sick. Yeah, just throw a load of visuals at us. Um, mm. Well... Talking uh, of, of those the... of those things, sorry, of those things, what are you most looking forward to? What's the most thing you're most looking forward to? Um, probably Thor: Love and Thunder, because mm. I thought what Taika Waititi did with Ragnarok was insanely good, and yeah. the fact that they've got him to come back, you know, I think it's really important that they've kept the the directors that have worked so like Scott Derrickson with Doctor Strange um, Ryan Coogler for um, Black Panther 2 you know that's really important because they did so well on the first one that if they were to then change director um, sort of be a bit like oh okay you're sort of going back to maybe square one a bit um, so Waititi coming back um, you know Lady Thor really intrigues me how that's going to work yeah. um, Chris Hemsworth Valkyrie, because now she's in charge of Asgard. You know, it's just... And the fact that it's a fourth film, like, apart from the Avengers ones, we've not had more than a trilogy. Um, and if you'd asked me two years ago, even one year ago, what would the fourth film in a franchise be? I would have either said Iron Man or Captain America. I would not have said four. So, that's one entry. Yeah, cool. So, at the end of Endgame, um, Thor's passed over the the title of like Queen of Asgard to Valkyrie. So then, if in Thor four, um, Jane becomes Lady Thor, does she then have control of Asgard, or is there potential for conflict there? Well, I don't know whether. So I think she's a Lady Thor because she controls Mjolnir. But if she's right. not a direct relation to the royal family which is obviously odin Thor, blah 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 i don't know whether that would count or do you only become royal 
in a quote, you know, in charge if you have Mjolnir. So mm. it's a yeah, it's a strange one. Maybe there's conflict there between Valkyrie and and Jane. Um, yeah, it's it's certainly one of the most interesting. Um, I'm also curious about the two that we've got no idea about: Eternals and Shang Chi. Um, yeah. I don't know. The one I'm least looking forward to would be Hawkeye. Um, oh yeah, I forgot about. Because I'm just sort of like, okay, I mean, he's fine. I think they said they're going to, um, so they're casting someone to play Kate Bishop. I don't know who that is, but I think she's like a lady version of Hawkeye. And I think they're going to like lean into the Ronin stuff a little bit more, which I think would be interesting because we didn't really get a lot of it in um, in Endgame. Yeah, true. We sort of saw him kill a few people, but that, yeah. like seeing him actually become Ronin or, you know, because it is morally kind of ambiguous, isn't he? Well, it's not even morally ambiguous. He's just straight up kind of bad. Yeah. Um, but now he's got his family back. Does he still want to be running? You know. What's what's the one you're most looking forward to? Um, for me, I think it's the Eternals, just because I feel like I'm get I get like a like a Guardians vibe from it. I feel like it's just going to be a film that nobody really knows much about. But it's like it's going to be these few characters who are going to team up, and then they're just going to like it's going to be a sick film, just kind of like Guardians was, but like nobody really expected it to be sick. Mm. So yeah, I'm kind of getting that kind of vibe from it, and I just think the background story to it just sounds quite interesting. Like I don't know, I just like it when you get like even in um, far, I know it was, it was technically was bullshit, but in Far From Home, when um, uh, Quentin Beck was talking about the elementals. Like even that, I was get, I was very interested in that. Like, so yeah. I don't know, I think I like it when they get like ancient on us and like they, you know, add loads of like history stuff in. Which, yeah, but like one of the characters, um, the what character that Richard Madden is going to play is called Icarus, or, yeah, Icarus, and he's the, the father of the Icarus who flew too close to the sun. Mm. Which in the, I know this is a far fetch, but in the Disney show, that Icarus is friends with Hercules. So I wonder if they can maybe like tie it into like a. You know, like a <laughs> and just want to kind of retcon and say when i said that by next comic con it'd be black widow and falcon show no falcon show is coming out fall 2020 so it'd only been black widow by that point um unless something else gets announced but i can't Mm. if nothing else is in production nothing else is coming out um i imagine you'd have a spider-man 3 at some point in 2021 because you know homecoming was 17 far from home is 19 so you'd logically think that Spider-Man 3 would be 2021. Also, Tom Holland, not that he's old, but is going to be 25 or 6 by that time. So you'd think it's probably stretching the, uh, the realms of can he still play a high school kid. Mm. But looking at 2021, it's stacked. You've got one, two, three, four, five, two, three, four, five, six, seven things announced coming out that year. You know, that's three films and four TV shows. It's pretty, pretty big year. Yeah, that's going to be good. Yeah. Um, but then you'd think or hope that the Disney Plus service is international. Oh, I'd hope so, anyway. Yeah, I think they'd, they'd be silly not to. <laughs> um, interesting, I uh, sort of slightly related. I heard that um, Doom Patrol has been uh, renewed for Series 2 and yes. will stream concurrently on hbo max and dc universe which okay is interesting because i thought 
DC Universe was part of HBO Max, but maybe they won't have merged them by that point. I don't know. I'm not sure. Or are they still going to keep DC Universe as like a maybe paid for separate thing? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought that it was all going to get swallowed up by um, by HBO Max, but guess not. Well, can't believe everything you read on the internet, unfortunately. Mm. So. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't seen Doom Patrol. I'm sort of hoping it comes onto Netflix like Titans did, but um... it's all right. But I keep searching it every every couple of weeks. I'll search to see if like there's any plans for it to come onto Netflix, and I still haven't heard anything. So I actually don't know if it's ever going to. I Does think maybe like... if it's going on HBO, then HBO Max maybe they're going to put it on like Now TV or Sky Atlantic or something. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Oh, that means I have to buy that again. <laughs> Annoying. Um... Is there anything else you wanted to mention about Marvel and Comic Con? Um, about Marvel, um, not really. Um, I don't know. Glad that they, because I didn't think they were actually going to announce anything, so I'm glad that they did. Mm. Um, so yeah, and I'm because I'm looking forward to what they've got planned. Um, Comic Con in general, I did see a couple of trailers which were kind of interesting. Um, there was, so they're making a HBO making a Watchmen TV series. Okay. And they put out a trailer for that. And I think this, it kind of, I think it's carrying on-ish from the film, but it's like a few, maybe like 10 years later or something like that, onwards from where the film left off. So I think um, you get like a little glimpse of Dr. Manhattan, like at the end of the trailer, which is pretty cool. Okay. Um, and I think vigilantes are like on the rise again, but they've made it so like um, the policemen wear masks as well, because they don't want like to be fighting against these vigilantes and then these vigilantes go and attack their families. So they think, okay, if we all look the same, they won't know who like who's attack who's like trying to stop them kind of thing. Okay. So it looks like there's a pretty big like policeman versus vigilantes kind of uh season or series. Which would be pretty interesting, I think. I mean the fact that it's on HBO kind of gives me kind of, you know, hope. Yeah. Me I, too. I think HBO tend to produce a lot of good stuff um and it's unlikely to be too censored uh so i wonder if it'll carry the same 18 rating that the film did um, Probably. yeah um can we talk about another trailer that was released the other day uh on the theme of big cats to small cats um <laughs> cats i do you know what, can i just clarify i actually quite like this trailer but carry on Really? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was horrific. What? Like, <laughs> Why? Have you ever seen The Wizard of Oz? Yeah. From the 30s? Yeah. You know the guy that plays the lion in that? Yeah. It looks like that makeup. It's like, <laughs> what are you doing? You've got Judy Dench and you've just covered her in fur. I'm like, <laughs> it's just so the, kind of... The cast is like it, fucking massive. The cast is starry, but like Jason Derulo. Why is Jason Derulo in it? <laughs> is he going to do his like you know whenever he breaks into song, be like Jason Derulo? I hope so. I really know. Hope so. I don't know. It's just it oh. looked weird as fuck. It like, did look very weird, but you know I like a good musical. There's some good singers in that cast. You know I'm always up for Jennifer Hudson doing doing her stuff. I think. I mean, but, you know, the song that they had from Jennifer Hudson was sounded pretty. Hello. 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 
Oh, can you hear me? I can hear you, yeah. Okay. Do you want to repeat what you just said about cats? Because I didn't hear any of it. What did I what what did you last hear? Uh I said it looked fucking awful and I think you might have said it does look awful, but Oh shit. I can't remember what I was saying. I don't... <laughs> Oh, you said you like a good musical. Yeah, that's pretty much all I said. And then you said about... Um, what did you say about? Jennifer Hudson? You... Yeah, the song about Jennifer Hudson, yeah. That was yeah, good. I mean, that sounded pretty good. But I just think, like... Maybe you get used to it when you watch the film, right? And I don't really know how else you expect, I expected them to do it. But just the fact that you've got clearly the humans and then they've just kind of visually altered them to make them look like cats it just looks so weird like and also there's a point in the trailer when jennifer hudson's singing and because they've clearly animated her face it just looks so weird like her lip wasn't moving properly or something mm. and i was just like it just, I was, pff, so weird it does look strange it does look strange I, I, won't lie. I will still go watch it wonder if i would have preferred it if they were like fully animated and it was just the voices a la Lion King um yeah that's a, that's a good shout to be fair that probably would have been easier to, to digest <laughs> for yeah. the, uh, the audience yeah I mean but it's very 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 strange um yeah. but I don't know I, I like you said I'm gonna watch it out of sheer curiosity um and I'm gonna be open-minded about it um you know, the trailer might not be uh, doing it a lot of justice, but I don't know. I don't know. We shall see. Have we talked about um, the Kingsman prequel trailer? We have not. I know it's not Comic Con, but so the King's Man. What did you think of the trailer? You really liked it, didn't you? I thought it looked like, aesthetically. I thought it was like I thought cinematography-wise, it looked proper sick. Um, and I'm curious to see if um, the young lad, I don't know what year it's set in, so I'm curious to see if the young lad in it is Colin Firth's character in the first one. Yeah, potentially. But yeah, I'm quite curious to know like, about the history of it, like how the Kingsman came about. I think they said like the uh, voiceover was like, we used to be like robbers and thieves and stuff, and then we became noblemen. So yeah, if they give us like a little um, introduction into how they came to be, I'm be quite interested in seeing that. Yeah. I mean, I liked the Kingsman films. Um, I think learning about where they came from is very, very interesting. Um, I like Ray Fiennes. I, 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 don't, I don't know if I'm getting my British history wrong here, but if it's the King's man, I'm presuming the king will be on the throne, which would make it... And I'm thinking there was a war vibe, so potentially World War Two. Yeah. Who was the king them times? King George the Sixth, okay. I want to say, although I'm not sure. I can't remember when Queen Elizabeth ascended. Maybe it was in the fifties, but it was my... yeah, nineteen fifty-three, I think. Oh fuck, get you, historian. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, maybe it kept was born out of World War Two, which would maybe yeah. not sync up with it being Harry. No, I suppose not. Yeah, but you never know. Maybe Colin Firth ages very, very well. <laughs> And there's also a Statesman one coming out, isn't there? Is there? I think so. I think they were going to vote. Fo- um, what's his face? Um, Matthew Vaughan said that he was going to do Kingsman 3, Kingsman prequel, and a Statesman. That'd be jokes. Because that I think. Like a typical action film, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I liked Channing Tatum, you know, Halle Berry, those people. 
I thought that was a really interesting avenue they took. Mm. Um, and it also, I think, can breathe new life into the franchise because I think Kingsman 3 will be the last, like the Eggsy trilogy. Yeah. Um, and I think potentially, you know, that if they don't want it to end with Taron Egerton, then yeah, this is a way that they can keep making money. Mm. But yeah, no, it looks, looks good. Looks good. Um, I want to talk about Stranger Things. You finished so, it? No, I watched oh. episode three and four though, because okay. you said that was the point where if I'm not into it now, I cannot carry on. Um, I actually was hoping to watch more by the time that we spoke, but I didn't get around to it. I think it's getting better. It's certainly the plot is kicking in. You mm. know, you got Steve and Robin and Erica and Dustin. Um, is that the name? Dustin? Yeah. yeah. Uh, hunting evil Russians. And you got Elle and Mike and Max and Lucas and Will. Uh, hunting down Billy, who's a bad guy. And uh, everyone's got their own little subplots, haven't they? You've got... Um, yeah. What's the sister's name? Nancy. Nancy. Nancy and her boo. Doing some more <laughs> investigating. <laughs> His name's Jonathan. Jonathan. No, he's not a piece of meat. Girl. He is a piece of meat. No, he's a piece of ass. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, their individual plots are quite interesting. Um, yeah. But again, like I think you said before, I liked it when they were all together. I get that, you know, maybe that they all come together probably in the last episode, but... Mm. You know, no, don't like it. So, um, yeah, yeah, I felt the same. There's a bit more. I feel like they've ramped up the horror element to this a bit more, which I like. Um, seems to be a bit more, yes, scary. Rats is fucking buzz. <laughs> well, you, you got the, I don't know what the right to know. The mind flayer sucking at people's faces. Yeah, um, nice. yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, giving Billy that role, I think, is quite good. Um, he is obviously quite archetypally a bad guy um, but yeah it does feel a bit too fractured you've got like three or four different people you're following you've also got ha- um, Hopper and Joy um, but Hopper's just been a bit of a knobhead this series it's just like, I, thought so. I thought that as well you know it's overprotective and, and so I don't like Mike he's annoying um, Will's annoying like you know do you know, I feel bad. I feel like they gave Will the short end of the stick in this season because all he really does this season is moan and, yeah. say, and say, oh, yeah, the mind flayer's coming. That's pretty much all he has to do for the whole season. And I think <laughs> it's a shame. Yeah. I think, I think it's running out of steam. I think they're sort of not really doing anything new. It all just seems to be variants of what happened in season one and two you know yeah. there's a secret clandestine organization that's doing some experiments and mm. about closing the gates or the gates not closed or whatever I'm like okay fine we'll continue i will i will probably watch it but it's not a priority for me yeah although there's not once love island finishes there's not too much uh else to watch i can't wait for love island to finish I want to watch How They See Us. Is that what it's called? 
When they see us. When they see us. Have you seen it? I have seen it. Okay, I want to watch it. Do yeah. you want to talk about it? Because I feel like um, your opinion of it will probably be a lot. Your emotional response to it would be a lot, kind of more authentic. Than... I did. I did actually talk about it with Chris. Oh, okay. No one that when you were away, and I did oh, want right. to wait for one of you guys to watch it so we could like get into it like properly. Okay. But um, it is a tough watch, like at point at certain points as well, uh, and. Yeah, I just think if we, if if you watch it, then we can proper like get into like the nitty gritty of it all. Um, okay. One of the actors, Jarrell Jerome, I believe his name, was nominated for an Emmy the other day um, oh, really? for his performance. Yeah, in when they see us, which is I think well deserved. But um, yeah, you'll see that when you when you watch it. Okay, cool. Um, well, talking of Emmys, Game of Thrones, I think broke the record for the number of nominations. How? Although, <laughs> I mean, I don't really know. Oh. Also, you see that thing apparently. I'm um, gone. I'm going to say the same thing. Yeah, yeah. that three Go of on. the actors had to submit their own nomination. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Brienne, no, she shouldn't win it. Um, Alfie Allen, maybe. I think. What for? What best supporting? I think. I think he deserves recognition for his performance over the last eight seasons. I think if it's based on uh, maybe, yeah. yeah, it's more like a cumulative thing. It's yeah. not like I don't think he's been outstanding in any particular one. But I think he's been solid throughout. So if there's like a, a, cool, a cumulative award, you know, we should win it. Um, but yeah, I mean, does it, I don't really give a shit about Emmys. Um, you know, but I well done, Tim. There's a thing of like, um, I do look for what, uh, what series are nominated for like best limited series. Because at least then I might try and watch one or two of them because there's only a few episodes. Okay. So anyway, that's the only time I ever look at Emmys. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, I didn't really look read too much more into it. I just heard about the Game of Thrones thing. Um, although the prequel Game of Thrones series, which is set a thousand years or so before the, what we saw on TV. Hey, they're putting some black people in that stuff, man. What? Trust me, think <laughs> what happened to that they got rid of all the black people in Game oh. of Thrones? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what happened? Like, did they, was it like a Native American situation, or maybe? Well, maybe they go to the Summer Islands because that's mm. they're like darker skinned people on, in that part of the world in that yeah. universe. Um, I think they, they said in the series there'll be no Lannisters, but there will be Starks. Yes, so the Lannisters are a relatively recent family, I think, because um, the previous occupants of Casterly Rock, I believe, are the Casterlys. Mm. And I think they're going to be in the series. Also, the Castamirs, I think, are going to be in it. Um, so they are in the kind of, quote-unquote, present of Game of Thrones, non-existent, because mm. they were wiped out. And there's a song about them called The Reigns of Castamir, which is played over quite a lot of the more violent and shocking scenes of Game of Thrones, such as The mm. Red Wedding. Um, it's a very good, quite a good song, actually. Um, but it's about how I think the family kind of got a bit too big for their boots and were then wiped out um so it'd be interesting yeah some different families some different kind of i think they said there'd be no dragons in it um i don't mind that at all yeah you're probably happy about that um but there'll be the night king or at least the exception of the night king um, what do we okay so after the you know everything that happened in 
season eight. I know we all agree that season eight wasn't the best season of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. How do we feel about this, this prequel? Well, I don't know. I feel like they got a pretty blank slate, which yeah. when the current showrunners of Game of Thrones had a blank slate, they didn't do too well because they didn't have any anything to base it off. Um, but maybe if they're starting completely from scratch, you know, because obviously Benioff and Vice had what series one to five of material. And then after that, they had to sort of think fend for themselves. Maybe if you complete, you know, create something completely from scratch, it'd be more beneficial. Um, mm. I think not having Lannisters and stuff is probably an advantage because you can distance it enough from the world that you can be like, hey, this is new, come and watch it. Um, but I think it needs to link enough to the the kind of later series to to make it worth it because you don't want to watch it in iso- and it's in isolation you're like okay well why have I watched this if it like you know hints at something you know or you can think oh that's how this beef between families started or something you know you, the, the tangential link would be uh, appreciated um, and I think you know Game of Thrones has such a massive potential because of the mythology that I'm, I'm interested to see different families and stuff. Um, yeah, I'm here for it. I'll, yeah. I'll start it anyway. I just wanted to release the books. Just finish writing them. Pull your finger out. I want to oh, I doubt he will. <laughs> Probably said, fuck it. Or too busy <sighs> with the money. Too Spend busy it. making it rain. Have you seen any films apart from The Lion King? Did you watch Stuber? Stuber, yeah. Any good? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why does that not surprise me? Uh, it was like, it's, it's, you know what, it's not terrible. It's just like, you know, it's an action comedy and they, re- they lean very heavy into the comedy and it doesn't quite pay off. They leaned a lot, uh, I don't know um, the main actor's first na- uh, name, I don't really, I don't know what it is. But... What, which one, Dave Bautista? Um, no, so the other one. Camille Nanjani. Yeah, they lead, they they he has to carry a big load of like the comedic stuff, like probably like eighty percent of it for like the entire film, oh. and some of it ha- comes off maybe, but most of it doesn't, in my opinion. Um, yeah, but in terms of like you know, the action bits of it, I thought it was pretty pretty decent. Um, it was very predictable. Uh. So yeah, I wouldn't tell anybody to go rush out and go see it. Maybe if it's on Netflix one day, give it a watch because it's only like ninety minutes. But I can see why it hasn't got um, stellar reviews. To be honest. Okay. Yeah. I was looking at normally like when you go on the Odeon app um, or any other cinema app, it tells you you know, oh next week it's X Y Z. I look for next Friday and next Saturday. There doesn't seem to be anything coming out. July's been a pretty crappy month for films. Yeah, I mean, it, the next one that I can think of is Hobson Shaw at the beginning of yeah. August. I'm really looking forward to that. To be fair. Oh, it's going to be mental. Yeah, so I'm just sort of like, okay. Yeah, it's been pretty pass, dry. Fuck, put a pause on my pass, please. Mm. Yeah. Don't take that £18 out of my account this month. Um, I'll tell you what I did watch this weekend, actually. Yesterday, in fact. I watched Dark Knight. 
Yeah. Does it hold up? Let me say. Ooh. Let me say. The Dark Knight is a good film. Okay. However, oh. however, I think it is slightly overrated by the fact Heath Ledger is dead. I would probably agree with. But it is a good film. It's not in my in my humble opinion, and I, and to be fair, I didn't watch this in the cinema, so maybe it gave you a different feeling watching it at that time. In my humble opinion, it's not a great film. It's good. I did I, re- I did very much enjoy it, but I wouldn't put it up there with my favourite superhero films. No way. What's, so. what's stopping it from being great? I don't know. It's it's you not. Know, it's good. Like I I I enjoyed it. Like the Joker is pretty cool, but I don't know. It's just like a certain I don't know a certain je ne sais quoi. I don't know. <laughs> certain something, something. I don't know. I just don't. I don't feel it as much as everybody else does. And I think maybe, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think it's one of them things. Like it's been so. This is the first time I've watched it. I think properly in ages, compared to like the first time I might have watched it, which was how many years ago. Um, but like, I feel like it's so built up in everybody's heads to like impossible standards. It's like when I watched The Hangover. People told me it was the funniest film ever, and then I watched it and I laughed maybe like twice. <laughs> you know, I don't know, maybe because my expectations are so high because everyone says this is sick, this is the best film, it's best combat film ever. Yeah, I think you and Chris both had it in your top 10 films ever. I was like, okay, cool, let me sit down properly and watch this like properly, like as a, as a proper superhero film fan. Let me watch this properly. And I was like, you know, it's good, I enjoy it, but you know. Wouldn't crack my top ten films ever, personally. Fair enough. I think it's great. I think the opening with, you know, everyone in the mask in the bank, and it's like, hey, did the boss tell you to not leave anyone alive? It's like, yeah, and it like shoots him, and then, and then you know, right at the end, it's revealed that one of them is the Joker, and then, you know, that kind of open was great. I think, you know, the the, the having two villains like Two Face. So, kind of him going from I think he calls himself the White Knight to Two Face. Yeah. You've got He's... Rachel. Is that name dying? Um, Rachel. Huh? Rachel Dawes. That's it. Um, you've got Commissioner Gordon. He gets quite a lot to do. Um, mm. I think I think it's a very 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 good film. Um, mm. I think. Yeah, I mean, I. I I wrote a few essays about it in secondary school, so I've studied it a lot like in depth, and I think it's a very well put together film. I think the music's really good. Um, you know that like sort of like siren sort of sound is like, and it sort of just really kind of makes you uncomfortable. Um, I actually think some of the editing was quite poor. Okay. Okay. I again, I haven't seen it in years, yeah. but I just remember it being really good, and I think a lot. I think it is so revered because of Heath Ledger's performance, and yeah. that is again heightened because of his death. Yeah, but I still do think. I mean, it's the best of that trilogy, which is not saying too much, but certainly, yeah, certainly, I'd say it was one of it's one of the better DC films. Again, not saying too much, but it's good, very good. It is good. Like, don't get me wrong. Let me not get misconstrued. <laughs> it is a good film. I enjoyed it, but it's not. It's not up there for me 
in terms of my favourite films or favourite superhero films ever, personally. But yeah. I think I think if I'd watched it in the cinema when it had come out, it'd be a different story. I can't remember if I watched it in the cinema. Must have done. I think it's a 15, to be fair. So I'm thinking, like, when it came out, it probably wasn't even 15. No, it's 12. It is 12? Yeah. Oh, shame. Oh. It's a pretty hard 12. Mm. Especially that pencil scene. Yeah, that was nasty. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Dark Knight, solid film. Um, is there anything else you want to mention that you've watched? I've not really watched anything. Um, I started Last Chance You, the fourth season of Last Chance You. Oh, it was another one. Yeah, yeah, just come out on Friday. Um, and you know, I'm not really. I will say this, I'm not a big NFL fan, but as soon as I put that TV show on, I'm like fucking the biggest fan you'll ever meet. Like <laughs> <laughs> cheering on all the plays and stuff, even though like. And I think there's like a thing where um, so I was talking to Ni about the difference between like a, a documentary series like Last Chance You, and like the all or nothing Man City thing that came out on Netflix. Yeah. And I was saying like I'm much more interested in the Last Chance You one because I don't know how the season turns out or what happens to any of the players or anything like that. So there's mm. like an element of surprise, I guess, when I'm watching it. Yeah. Whereas with the Man City one, because I know they like they already won the league. And they did all. I know. I know everything. What the team did. I don't find it as interesting. So I wasn't really interested in watching that series. I guess. Yeah. And I think Nee was saying that um, he doesn't really look in terms of like these these hit sports docuseries. He doesn't really look for an element of surprise. I guess he looks more for like behind the scenes stuff, which I guess is fair. But I do I do like to see stuff that I don't expect. I don't really want to hear about you know. Um, when I know a team's going to win 3-0 and then I hear the team talk before the game saying, yeah, come on, lads. But I don't really care. <laughs> I, did, I did watch the Sunderland one, though, and that was funny because they really thought they were going to get promoted again and then they got fucking relegated. <laughs> so that was like a dramatic irony because I knew what was going to happen. But yeah. do you think those sorts of shows, like the City one, the Sunderland one, do you think they'd be better if they were released weekly? So you sort of um, like, you know, so like say from the start of the next football season, you're like a week behind so you have game one and then you or maybe you see the episode yeah because you wouldn't see the prep of the game before but maybe you know you see it after the game the behind the scenes and that but you don't know how that season's going to finish yeah maybe actually maybe yeah maybe that'll be i think i think i'd find i would find that more interesting yeah than the format that they bring it out in but then i also think that my view of it of me not wanting to watch it because I know how it all turns out. I think I'm in the minority in that uh, in that sense. I think other people watch it for different for, for specifically the behind the scenes, you know, mm. stuff and all the emotion and that thing there. So yeah. I think yeah, I think if they did change the format, most people prob- most people probably wouldn't like it. So yeah, yeah, true. The last chance for you is it the same school as the third series? Yeah, same school. Yeah, as the third series. So is it the same people or is it a different cohort? Um, it's a lot of the same people and then a, quite a few different faces as well. So, like, the co- most of the coaches are still there from the previous season and a few of the players are still there, but they've also got an, a, lot of, a lot of new players as well. Okay. All right, I'm sure Chris will be interested in watching that as well. Yeah. Uh, chat about it. Um, just want to sort of end by saying how happy I was that Amber chose Greg rather than Michael. <laughs> oh, can we... Yeah, let's talk about this really quickly, yeah, because... Michael's a fucking nutcase. <laughs> fuck, fuck boy. He's a fuck boy. He's, you know what, I, I, I was saying to my sister the other day, like, if I was Michael, right, 
I would he obviously he was like I swallow my pride and all that shit. But like I would be way too embarrassed to have to say to Amber, oh yeah, I actually do like you after you went specifically went over to her just to shut her down in a really rude way. Yeah. One day after you said to Joanna, Oh yeah, there's nothing else for me here. Why do you think I'm still here? Blah yeah. blah 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 blah. And then you fucking stayed in the villa. Like he's a fucking moron, honestly. I know. He's he's the classic case of, you know, he liked Amber because he found her most attractive. And then then he then he wasn't around Amber anymore for a little bit. So he just gravitated towards whoever he found most attractive out of them. And then mm. because Amber wasn't there, he forgot about her. So then brought Joanna back and then he's like, then she left. So he's like, okay, well, I'll just go back to what I know. He's just mugging himself off. But also Amber is entertaining the idea, which is obviously annoying because it's like, how much more can he disrespect you? Um, But thankfully she chose Greg, whether that lasts or not. I don't know, but at least it sort of shut Michael up a little bit. Yeah. Also, do you think Chris... Reminds you a little bit of Ollie. There's one with Ollie. Just um, in his I'm, mannerisms. Kind of, in his demeanour, yeah, I guess a little bit, yeah. He's like the, so, the yeah. random one, isn't he? Just like, yeah, I guess so. I'm, I'm, to be fair, I really like Chris, so that's yeah, probably, he's yeah. Dope. He's probably funny. And I feel bad for him because I think he's got like quite low self-confidence. Yeah. <laughs> and he like, puts himself down quite a lot. And I'm thinking like, you're not a bad looking guy. Maybe just get a different haircut or something like that. And, <laughs> you know. He reminds me of Rudy, though, from um, Misfits. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, he does. Um, I yeah. would love him and Ovi to be our friends. Yeah, innit? So, no, they're just two, Ovi, like, stand-up Ovi. guys. Yeah. Um, I, think that, I think Molly May is counting down the days till this show finishes so she can get out 50k and then fuck Tommy off. <laughs> Do you know what? <laughs> she does I, not like him at all. I don't think they're going to win, and I hope they don't win, because they're boring. She, I don't think that she's that into him. I think either either Ovi will win because of the popularity that he has, mm. um, or Jordan and uh, what's her name? Oh that? God, I hope not. Ugh, don't say that. I like them. I hate them. Ugh. I just hope Tommy and Molly May don't win because they don't seem to get in the same sort of coverage that Danny and Jack did last year. Yeah. So I feel like that might work to their disadvantage. And also, I'd rather they won over Jordan and Anna. Fuck them too. <laughs> I, just, I just generally don't think they like each other. Or I don't think she likes him. Yeah, he like. I think he's in love with her, but I don't think she likes him at all. Bless him. He's a bit dim, isn't he? He's a fucking he's idiot. Common denominator. Don't use words I don't understand. Yeah. It's like, did you ever have a maths lesson? Anyway, <laughs> it's on again tonight. We can catch up with it next week. And uh, yeah. it's only got a couple this of weeks. This is the last week, yeah, I think. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. I think so. well we shall see who wins Uh, I reckon Molly May would probably steal the 50k as well that would be so funny to be fair (laughs) Tommy knock her out as well oh god we don't promote domestic violence in this podcast no but you you revel in it don't you Obi don't be like that (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking I retract my my previous comment um (laughs) <laughs> I like I like I like slapstick. All right, I'm not a not violent kind of guy. <laughs> slapstick comedy's my bag. Okay, yeah, we'll just clarify that. Um, <laughs> yeah, anything else you want to mention before we wrap up? Um, not really. I'll probably think of loads of stuff to say after we've stopped recording. But yeah, at the minute, I can't think of anything. 
Well, oh, um, one quickly point. One thing I quickly, quickly, quickly want to say actually is that I was thinking about it earlier, and I feel like um, even though I really like Endgame, Endgame was massively undercut Infinity War because pretty much everybody has survived. Yeah, and that's, and that's a massive shame. Yeah, true. Yeah, um, that's what I, I agree with you. Um, well, I'm, we might even do a midweek one because I, I know Chris really wants to talk about. San Diego. Maybe we just do a, a quick half hour or something um, mm. during the week. Try and get this one up quickly. Um, although Chris is the one that has to edit it, so he hasn't put the software on that he uses into it, onto Dropbox. So yeah. we'll figure that one out. But thanks for listening. You can uh, all the usual spiel. Tweet us at YC Podcast Seventeen. You can Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, all of that. Please do comment and ask us questions because we'd like to interact with you guys. We know some of you listen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a few listens on the SoundCloud thing. Someone. Um, but yeah, tune in next week.